starving all the billionaires and neutering their visa maxes. Topple Congress off their axis. Mobilize the homeless, give them axes, call it praxis. Chop a couple limbs off the legislative branches. We'll show you the difference between air as a human right and guaranteed oxygen access. Octogenarians who barely know what day it is are culling countless citizens while sitting on a dais made of ignorance that was built on the graves of the slaves made to labor for its self-declared significance. And all to build a congress full of millionaires who make their fortunes insider trading while they shit on all the indigent. So I got a bone to pick with our leaders and I'll start with the ligaments. Pick right through the muscle, dig the marrow out and serve it to the unhoused millions living in their minivans or watching their belongings get evicted from their tenement. I have a dream where we breach the walls of Congress and just let them in. And what happens next will survive in only text, cause there won't be any evidence. There will only be that heavy kind of feeling that pervades a space where there has been a reckoning and you can feel its remnants. Let any man who enters seeking power know that those who came before him suffocated on their eminence. That there once was a seal on the wall, but we quartered it and scattered all the pieces that it might prevent its semblance. And so we end the great experiment. We'll take all your billions, leave you two coins for the ferryman. Leave you drifting on a Dutchman floating derelict among the wretched seraphim. For holy is the hand that wiped the land clean of those who pose as gentlemen. That's my time, honey. Cue the thunderclap and strike the theremin. And so we end the great experiment. I think I liked it better being blind When I couldn't read between the lines And when I couldn't see the cracks in the structure That lay bare before me the whole time I think I liked it better back when I Suspended disbelief and swallowing pride I thought I knew the difference in the red from the blue But they both bleed us so dry both bleed us so dry My favorite songs don't hit the same way I get to the end of a four minute track And I'm only looking back thinking What did they actually say? So I try to sit down with my wife and watch TV But I just see propaganda elevating the police In the simplest of sitcom banter And tiny little altars full of offerings to corporate masters In every well-planned wide pan shot of the name brand Stocking up the pantry Pull back one long tracking shot Out to the garage to the logo on the Camry Nice tight shot 
of the Camry. Close up view of the Camry. Slow pan up on the Camry. Long slow zoom to the unmoving human who is up in the front with the tool pumping fumes to him straight from the back of the Camry. Ashamed he just could not provide for himself, let alone for his family. It's a blue pill mindset that spent 2020 making dance beats. Which explains why a lot of us are so fucking happy Quick to take the trip for all its trappings Never one to ask what's up, what's going on Or God forbid what's happening A lot of us would strap into the ride And then spit right in the eye of the guy Whose job it is to snap your fastenings But maybe we're all born with that capacity Maybe each of us comes standard With humor, compassion, malice, and audacity some of us are blind to the system, but some see it fine and say this is how it has to be. Some of us can stare wide-eyed at a nationwide human catastrophe and only offer platitudes and recipes. And I wish that I could tell myself that nothing's worth obsessing past my everyday necessities. I wish that I could cry fake news over anything that threatened me, tune out our abuses and consume a little levity. Wish that I could offer up my son a smoother destiny. Wish I had some better lessons for how best to answer questions for the things I've been perpetually questioning. But I'm too busy looking at our leaders wondering what I might be missing from their messaging. Trying to find the reasoning to let a quarter million people meet. Still to keep listening. 
Sometimes I think I miss being blind When I couldn't read between the lines And when I couldn't see the cracks in the structure That lay there before me the whole time I think I liked it better back when I Suspended disbelief and swallowed pride Thought I knew the difference in the red from the blue But they both bleed us so dry Both bleed us so dry Live. Hello, everybody. Welcome. Now my mic is live and everybody should be able to hear me. Welcome to Friends of Indie Left. This is an interview show where I interview some of the greatest people that we talk to every day. And I thank you for being here, for checking this out. So excited about the show. Um, we want to amplify everyone that, that uh, you know, that we feature in Independent Left News, Leftist.today, and our discord server which is independentleft.gg the idea behind creating the show again is to learn what makes these amazing people tick and there's a reason why we include their content in our aggregator sites and we want you to see what we see so uh i, I i've advertised this i've been super excited about this next guest for a long time and uh, i can't wait so without further ado i'm going to turn on her mic and we're going to come in and say hello to Miss Afini Evans. Hello. I'm so happy to have you here. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> Friends of Indie really Left. Wow. This could not be a more appropriate word here because you are def I definitely consider you a big friend of mine. Um, love you. For, for the resty. Love you. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> um, wow. I have so many different questions for you, but let me let me give you like a little bit of a an intro. Um this amazing fire-breathing activist, content creator, uh, and and supporter of amazing causes everywhere I know. I'm sure that I'm not doing it justice, but she's also an inspiration to tons of people. Uh, again, this is this is Afini. She's with Freedom Fighters DC, uh, as doing some activist work. I don't know where else you can do your you, you can say where else you're currently active at this point yeah uh well i mean where am i not it feels like i i'm i'm in a lot of different circles right now um right now i am currently working with um the red berets and whole washington to plan an international women's rally um with some other organizers out here in dc um that'll be march 8th mm -hmm. um and then i'm also organizing with the debt collective right now um so just, you know, again, organize for cancel student let debt cut cancellation on top of all the other stuff that I have going on. So um, those are like just the two really biggest things right now that I'm that I'm working on. But um, yeah, I'm really excited to be here. And, you know, yeah, let's let's chat. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. So I know a lot of people know a lot about you. Uh, there's some of the things that I've always been curious about, which is like, I don't, you know, you don't talk much about high school, childhood, parents, anything about, you know, I know about you as, as, as an adult. I know that you've been through the military. I know that, uh, and, and that radicalized you. That's definitely something I want to, I want to ask you about as we get into it. But, uh, you know, just asking a little bit about, about, you know, childhood being raised. I know, I know you, your parents are such a strong, strong influence and, I don't know if if you know, but I actually uh, I actually sent your mom a DM on on Instagram once, and I just said thank you for Afini because she's just absolutely amazing, and we love her <laughs> <laughs> too much, right? 
But but yeah, j- just talk a little bit about about your childhood, and and I, I I'd love to hear uh, you know kind of straight straight from you about uh, what that was like and and how it helped shape who you are today. Um, honestly, like you know, my childhood was it was it was. Let me start from here. So I mean, I'm an army brat. So like, as far as uh, you know, like financial stability like i mean we were like a regular middle class family you know um like i was like my childhood was pretty decent for the most part um like you know as far as like you know vacations and cheerleading extracurriculars all that stuff um but i was the only lesbian in the jamaican family and so you know dealing with that that was like a lot um you know just kind of coming up and trying to like really learn how to love myself um yeah. in a space and in, in a space where like most of my family is really religious as well like my grandfather was a pa- my grandfather was a pastor really so you know i was constantly battling with you know like self-hatred and like internalized homophobia um and you know of course like being being a military brat like i dealt with the alcoholic stepdad who like had PTSD from the wars and all that stuff um so you know my 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 childhood was was good like as far as like you know outside appearances are concerned um but there was definitely a lot of uh trauma <laughs> that honestly the best way to put it trauma interlaced into my perfect middle class life um and i think a lot of that really it really shows in my work um, just because, you know, I, I I don't, I never pretend to be somebody that like got it out of the mud. Like I've never really had to deal with like extreme levels of poverty. I was homeless for a year, like right out of high school because like my family life was just kind of trash. So I was homeless for a year. So that was like my closest thing to like being, you know, like po- in like poverty, poverty. But for the most part, you know, shit wasn't horrible <laughs> um so moved, i don't know you like around a lot yeah you said? um so you lived in different states and ha- what, what was that you know some people ha- have to deal with that you know and have to adjust to that and uh how many different states how many different schools do, do, do you know what the do you, do you remember the count Any so idea? i was born in germany and so I was born in Germany and then like the first couple of years of my life are kind of a blur. But I remember like I was constantly getting shit back and forth between like my mom was still overseas and my family lived in like the Maryland area. So I was constantly getting sent back and forth, like to my grandmother's house or to my cousin's house or anything like and everything like for the first like five years of my life between Germany and America and then I think that after that, we moved to Kansas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, you know, we've been in Georgia, we've been in Kentucky, uh, like, and I think Maryland. Mar- and then, like, so Maryland, like, I just moved around a lot living here, like, in this area. Like, we moved just, like, you know, like, I don't want to describe it like county by county because no one's going to know what the hell I'm talking about. But like 45 minutes, 50 minutes, an hour away, like depending on same state. Um, so as far as like how many schools, uh, 
elementary school was like I think it was like all over the place I think it was like three or four elementary schools but and I think I went to one middle school but I went to three high schools in four years um, damn yeah wow yeah that that's got to be hard to to make stable friends and you're you're constantly on the run it's it, you know thank goodness for the internet i'm guessing you know like if you can actually stay in touch with people and social media you have to have friends like everywhere because look yeah we know that everyone who meets you like kind of gets something some <laughs> kind of feeling one way or another you 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 tend to do that to people somehow right um, you know, I have to be honest with you and let you know that like this fantastic, great, evolved person that you are talking to right now that is still healing, evolving, getting it together. I was not that person <laughs> like <laughs> four years ago. Um, you know, like I, a lot of the things that I went through, like, like when I was younger, like half of it was like childhood trauma, like childhood trauma, like house stuff. And then half of it was like me just being an asshole, like, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> Like now, you know, I'm this great person or whatever, I guess. But before, ah, no, <laughs> I was not giving that. I mean, I have a lot of I have a lot of good friends, though, because um, I like like I said, like Maryland, I stayed here like for a majority of my life. So high school, like I lived to three different high schools in the same area. So I kept, I like all my middle school friends, high school friends, I kept all of them because I was in the same like vicinity. So I was lucky in that way. But as far as like, um, you know, people loving me all throughout, y'all, y'all clearly caught the better version <laughs> of who I am. I'm well, you know what? It, it, it probably took all that, all that crap to get to here today. And, yeah. and, and yeah, yeah, that, that's, uh, that's something I actually, you know, I can't even imagine, especially traveling and moving around, going through that, you know, trying to figure out who you are as a person and, and realizing sexuality wise, like that's got to, that's got, you know, it would, I'm sure at times you were thinking it, it would have just been easier if I was just, just, just straight and like, like dudes and whatever, like, uh, um, yeah, you know, and, and again, just the evolution and, and to see the journey and, and how you've come to kind of stand where you are and be proud of who you are. I'm so like, just so glad that, that, you know, you, I'm, I'm who I am. Fuck. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Like, I'm, I... <laughs> but it took so much yeah. dealing with crap just to get there. And again, I, I hope more people can get there because to see you be you, and not care what anybody that that bullshit judgment garbage that doesn't mean any it's it's them projecting their fears and anger and sadness and we know that um and and again just to see you rise past all that and and advocate and and be a leader and and see again you just kind of burst on the scene i didn't even know who you were a year ago it's it's like more than remarkable right like like all of a sudden this group comes out of nowhere right called, called fred hampton leftists and <laughs> yeah. and here we go and and now we all the whole world is you know a, a huge world is introduced uh, uh to you and and just gets it i mean like a community i mean i i've been embraced by that community too when i really didn't have a community that 
understood that I felt like I belonged a part of as well in, in other ways, more like politically, because I kind of feel like I'm on a, an island politically, but to feel that yeah. kind of community, it's, it's remarkable. I mean, the last, the last two years, honestly, you know, have, have changed who I am, have changed my life and uh, for the better in a lot of ways. Um, and, and who I've met and the relationships and, and the friendships that have, gone across the country and we've never even met any at all in person and that's what's even more incredible just wait until that happens and wait till those bonds get formed i just amazing um so so again uh, i, I want to talk a little bit about like like your time in the military and and you know you talked about moving around in the military as a kid uh now I, you said it was it your mom you said stepdad so my mom, my biological sperm donor, and my stepdad were all in the military. Oh, wow. um, my grandmother was in the Air Force. My mom, like all three of them were in the Army. My, my parents were in the Army. My grandmother was in the Air Force. My sister was in the Army. So like, you know, it's a, it's definitely a thing within the family to, <laughs> to, join, the, to join the military. Um, Are any of them like yeah. officers? Did any of them advance like to, to any type of... Uh, uh, like position generals or lieutenant, whatever. I, again, I don't know. I was never a military guy, so I I don't know even the 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 rankings back. You know, one one uh, uh, all around. But uh, it's a, that's embarrassing. I should definitely know that. But um... <laughs> no, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> so so you spent how long? How long? Now that was at at a high school. You joined. Okay, so I mean, my military career is—it's <laughs> so—it's so insignificant in my life. Like people really like I love—I I love how like you know, like once you just say like, oh, I was in the military, like people don't really read past that. But I'm very honest about the fact that I was kicked out of the military because um, number one, like I'm not about to let anybody talk to me crazy. I don't care like what's going on. I don't—I don't care about none of that. So I wasn't going to let anybody talk to me crazy. So that was a large problem that I had in the military. And also, like, you know, like, I've just been, I don't know, like, when I was in the military, like, I did everything I was supposed to do, like, you know, as far as, like, you know, showing up to where I was supposed to go, like, you know, trying to move up and all that stuff. But I never, it never worked for me. Like, I never fit in. I, I never, like, it did not come natural to me to be subordinate and, you know, fall in line and do all that stuff. And also when I really realized like what the military was about, it was really hard for me to like even want to try to stay there. I mean, to be quite honest, I actually got kicked out for the dumbest shit ever. I got kicked out because one platoon sergeant told me I couldn't do this obstacle course and another one told me that I could do it and I listened to one that told me that I could and it was a whole thing and they separated and they and I got separated from the military for that but I got an honorable I got an honorable discharge and I honestly and I honestly think that like it was way bigger than that like I think that even my platoon sergeant like the other one that got me kicked out of the military who fucking hated me he was a racist white man I think that they also all knew, like, oh yeah, she's not. It's not gonna work. Like this one right here, <laughs> she's not gonna. Be yeah, you can't it. tame this one. <laughs> and I do not really see you taking orders very well. So yeah, I, I, I kind, I, I kind of feel that. 
I was honestly, I was really, really, really sad. Like when I was getting kicked out of the military, like I felt like such a failure. Like I, I was like, oh my God, like everyone's going to be so disappointed in me and all this and all this stuff. But, you know, as I got out of the military, I started working full time. Like I, I got like a bunch, I got a retail job that like led to other like retail jobs. I got promoted super fast like in 2018 I went from being a, an associate to being a store manager by the end of, of 2018 so like no the military didn't work out for me but I got out of the military and I did learn a lot I took a lot from it and you know I just bettered myself I, I actually started to apply myself because before the military like I was just really I was really like stuck and I was really and I, honestly, I was just bad. Like, this is, I was very bad. <laughs> like, that, and like, um, like my energy without actually being directed towards something, without actually like having like a purpose, like it was really just self-destructive, you know? Because I've always been this person, like rebellious, like questioning all, all that type of stuff. But when you don't have like a positive reason or a positive like intention behind it, you just end up destroying yourself and your relationships. And so that's what I spent a lot of my time doing before the military. That sat me down, you know what I'm saying? And after that sat me down and I started working and I just really realized like what was important to me. That's how I got to where I am now, really. It fast tracked me <laughs> to be where I am now. Because I mean, also before this, like before I started being an activist, like I was a party promoter. I was a college student. I was always in the club, you know, like I was just, well, I was just I, living I, my I, best I, life. <laughs> I, I, I see if he's still having a good time. Plenty. Believe me. I see, I see some of those, some of those shots on, on Instagram and I go, God, damn, that's, that's just not <laughs> even fair. It's not even fair. That's, it's it, the gorgeous. I mean, just come on. Uh, Thank you. So, so yeah. <laughs> um my goodness so again uh may it may not have been uh, uh that's funny the <laughs> stupid shit so then after the military you get then, then you're just kind of working i get i guess some jobs and tell me about kind of how you ended up finding sabby or jay or or getting getting involved with with that it was jay jay uh compton jay right that that you were friendly with um right? so so honestly, I'm not going to lie to you. So I'm, I'm going to start from the beginning of my activism story because honest, like for me, like it's still something that I'm unpacking. It's still something that I'm trying to understand. Um, but so I'm going to start from the beginning. So in May of 2020, you know, like George Floyd got murdered by the police and it was a whole thing. And like the protests exploded out in D.C. The first night I was not out here, I saw like videos of like what it looked like the first night, but I had not like actually watched the um Fred the George Floyd video because you know like honestly like I'm I'm a black person like I've seen enough <laughs> like let's be very clear like even now like I try to avoid like those types of um I try to avoid like that that type of trauma you know like it's just it's too much I'm not a big death person um but so when I finally did watch the videos like Saturday May 30th or May 31st something like that and like I was at work and my blood was like fucking boiling and I had never protested before. I had never really, um, I'd never really been in that, like I, I never been that like that politically active. Um, so when I decided to like actually come out here and protest, 
it was like a re- very like spur of the moment, last minute, impulsive decision. Um, so I came out, I protested. And the very first night that I protested, I got put on ABC News. So the reason why I said all that is to say that my entire activism career has been a blur ever since then, because like, I never really saw, like, I'm going to be, I'm very, always very honest about this. Like I never really saw myself as an activist, an organizer, a leader, like even now, like, I feel like this is a role that I'm growing into. Like, there are a lot of things that I still struggle with. Like, you know, I'm an adult that deals with with, that deals with ADHD. So like having to organize and like have the discipline to study and all those things, like those are things that, you know, I didn't even really realize came with this. Um, So like trying to learn and to grow and learning and growing into all of that. Um, But I, I don't know, like (laughs) I was getting interviewed constantly by Chuck Modino, um, Chuck Modi on Twitter. Um, And I guess like one of my interviews went viral and I'm not, I think Nick saw it first from what I, from, from, from the stories that I've heard from them, Nick saw it first and then like he showed it to Rome and um, Jay. And that's how I got like brought onto Fred Hampton left. Like Nick, um, Nick like brought me in basically. Um, Cause I didn't really know any of them. I didn't know any of them at all. And like, let's be very clear. Like, I'm, I was a nobody <laughs> before this, before this moment, before all this stuff happened. Like I was just Ariana. I was not a Feeny. I was nobody. I was Ariana. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, you know, I kind of, I look up now and I look back and I, I'm still very shocked and surprised that so many people look to me and see me as this person. Just because, you know, like I said, like four years ago, I was a very self-destructive, very like, very like negative kind of like mean person. Like I'm so mean, like don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, but like it's not like maliciously mean. Like I was maliciously mean, maliciously mean before, um, and you know, I transformed, I changed, I grew, and I have the privilege of being in community of people that see me and you know understand that I'm not perfect. Some of, I mean, don't get me wrong. Some people be pedestaling it, and I hate that shit. But they understand that I'm not perfect. They understand that I'm still learning and growing, just like the rest of us. Like we're all like literally we're all growing together. We're all learning together. And like, yes, our races, our experiences, all these things are different. Um, and you know, we should honor those differences. But, you know, it's just it really has been crazy to feel to to feel less to feel less insane <laughs> in this space. Like, because I've always been somebody who was like paid attention to politics. Like I was like a TYT girl. Like I remember when Hassan Piker and fucking Chank debated against like capitalism and communism. And I was like, oh my God, Hassan is so based. Like I remember. Agitprop. I was there. I, I look, remember Agitprop. I watched, I watched. Look, I was right there with you. You know, like I remember all of these things and like, even then, like, I never saw my, I never saw it was like, oh, yeah, like, I need to go outside and, like, start, like, doing something about this. Like, that was, that was never it. Like, I don't know, like, 
being being who I am, being where I am, being able to do the things that I do, like it's still all very surreal. Like it doesn't, it still sometimes feels like like a dream almost. Um, because you know, I am very, I am very, very like I love what I do. Like I hate that I have to do it. Cause like we should not have to organize for simple basic humanity and simple basic human rights. Like we should not have to beg, scream, cry, be marching the streets for that. We should not. Nope. But being in community with people that see the things that I see and see them and they're like, maybe we should change this. Like, let's see, like what what are the other things that we can do? Like, what are the other systems that are better than this? Um you know, because the world is fucked. Like, the world is so fucked. Uh, and this this past, like, three months or so has, like, been really, really hard for me. Mm. And so just to be in, like, a space where I feel like I can, like, go to, like, this community of people and, like, find support, find love, and find all those things. Like, it's just really, I feel like it's really important for my mental health. And it's just something that I want everyone to experience. Like, I want everyone to have this. We should all get it, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's, and again, we that evolution and, and that, that positivity and figuring out how to take that negative attention and then turn it into something positive where you're helping other, I mean, that's, that's, that's amazing. Um, and I've seen it just, again, in the last eight months, Freedom Fighters DC, Howard University student protests, RBN slash FHL, March for Medicare for All, General Strike Summit, okay? Every in-person protest in D.C., it seems like you're there, right? <laughs> I try to make it to most of them, <laughs> to most of them. <laughs> I mean, I mean, who, who do you support? Who inspires you and why and how other people can get into the kind of activity and get, like, the bug like you and I kind of have, like... Like it, the the rush that you get from helping people, because I can see how how benefit and and how much it makes you feel good to see other people being lifted. You're constantly sharing mutual aid stuff for 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 cash apps for people who had their heat turned off for people who are in really tough situations and and the heart and the empathy that you show. Like what what can other people do? Because I know they ask that question probably all the time, and that's the one thing they ask me to ask you. um honestly like here's where I'm at like I I honestly see why people see all of these things and either they ignore it like they see like they get all the information they're like okay like the CIA is a corrupt fucking institution that disrupts governments all over the all over the globe the United States of America has committed more war crimes than any fucking fascistic fucking regime that we could even dream of the united states has done all of these things and people can see that and be like like, no i don't want to deal with that it is and i get why people do that i genuinely do because for a really long time like i was one of those people that would see all this shit and be like oh like this shit is too much like what the fuck like like who like why don't the people that we elect do something about this you know (laughs) like i was i was definitely one of those girls you know but Honestly, I I don't have the secret Krabby Patty formula to wake everybody up and to get them to the point where they want to actually 
act because I mean, mental health is so real. Like me personally, like I used to get really angry at people because I used to be like, why? Like if you like people know all these things are happening, like why are people more angry? Like people are angry, but people are also depressed as hell. Mm. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like people are like even sometimes I like in the space that I'm in doing like doing the work that I do, like I look up and I'm like all of this is too much and I want to crawl into a ball and I just, I don't want to deal with this. Like, this is, this is a lot. Like, this is, this is very traumatic. Like there are a lot of days, you know, I don't like, I'm not trying to like, like garner empathy. Hold on. (laughs) I mean, no, but like, I do want to be very real. Like there are a lot of days where like, I am bawling. Like I, I realize where we are and what we're doing and, you know, like, or I'll see like a like a headline or I'll read like a Twitter thread about like an experience somebody has. And I, and I, you just I cry like I just cry because it's just like we shouldn't have to be dealing with these things. We shouldn't have to organize for these things. And it just it seems like common sense that, you know, you should treat people like human beings, no matter what their skin color is. It seems like common sense. It seems like common sense that, you know, the police should not be able to just gun down whoever the fuck they want in their house, out of their house, in their car, in a baby daycare. Like, <laughs> like the police should be able to do that. That's a no brainer. Like people should have health care. That's a no fucking brainer. Biggest no brainer there is. Like that's a no brainer. And like, we're sitting, we're really sitting in a country in the most propagandized, most propagandized country in the world. We're being told that number one, we don't even, that we don't deserve these things. These things are privileges. These things are are things that you deserve, that you need access to. If you have the funds and the capital to access them. Right. Like what the fuck? Like, I just, you like, I you can't help but be overwhelmed by that. And, you know, and, and like it takes, it takes a lot. And I, I am lucky enough and I'm fortunate enough to have a good community, not only online, but outside. Like I've always been surrounded by people for some reason, the universe always puts people around me that are going to look out for my best interest, even when I'm not looking out for my best interest. And I'm blessed in that way. There are a lot of people that don't have that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? People that are like a genuine community that's actually looking out for them, that's actually thinking about their best interests and not about truly only about themselves. So, you know, that is a large reason why I'm allowed to do the work that I that I do is because I had that support. Also, because I have the financial support to do what I do. This is like it's it's just it's it's really sad because organizing is a privilege. Like you have to have the time, the opportunity, you have to have the means to organize. And if you're undocumented, if you're like, you know, me being a black woman, like, like any of those like extra identifiers, if you're any of those, like you're putting yourself in like way greater risk of like, you know, getting arrested, getting beaten, getting targeted, getting who knows what. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. If you're undocumented, you get deported. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> like, like, geez. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Just, yeah. Wow. I don't know. Like, I, 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 I've struggled. I've honestly struggled the past couple of months to tell people, like, like, oh my god, like, just get off your ass and just see the things that you see and just get outside. Like, I want everyone to get outside, but I also understand, like, that this 
this is intentionally set up like this entire society is intentionally set up so we don't have time to look up we don't have time to organize we don't have time to connect with each other we don't have time to care about each other and be a real community and that's all on purpose even the way that they're like you know shortening our attention spans or like the videos that we see online like all this is tar- like oh this is all on purpose like none of this like none of this is on accident they're mm-hmm. not shorting our attention our attention span for nothing and so that they can continue to keep the status quo you know intact and also because you know they're out here building like metaverses and virtual virtual reality like they'd much rather us submerge ourselves into a into a reality that they've created than fix the one that is out here and that is all for a reason so it's like when I get into when I think about what people can do I honestly say like the 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 best place to start is to start being a part of your community period yep like you can't know what people need you can't know who's going to be able to organize with you you can't know who's has the same feelings with you if you're not actually in your community and doing those things you know and there are a lot of people in this space that are looking for a place to put their energy me personally i'm not a proponent of electoral politics i don't feel like electoral politics is going to work but if electoral politics is going to work it's going to work on the local level period Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like pay attention who your local representatives are like do like and start like really start organizing there because honestly it'll be less overwhelming because I feel like for me like as an activist like I sit on like panels like global like UN panels and I like connect with like global activists and all that stuff and that is overwhelming as fuck because Mm -hmm. we already have so many problems here (laughs) but then you like sit in these rooms and you're like oh all we're, we're also doing that in your country oh shit you're dealing with that over there like goddamn! like the whole world is fucked <laughs> the whole world is fucked so <laughs> you know start in your local community whatever is fucked right in front of you start to try to fix that because <laughs> if you try to go like one thing i've realized if you try to go too big you'll get lost in the fucking sauce like every time and you'll and, and it'll honestly turn you off um it's so depressing. Just, I mean, it's depressing. Yeah. I yeah. mean, and I love to say, help the person next to you who needs help. That's that. That's yeah. where I like to start. I mean, and if that's going to a local food pantry and seeing what they need or where you can volunteer, or if that is finding warm coats, especially wintertime is especially tough, you know, and, and looking for specific situations and issues to help people that you know are in need. I agree. That's that's an awesome thing. And again, lo- local politics definitely over national electoral politics. Unless you're a billionaire with a uh, with a hedge fund or or a super yeah. PAC, you're not going to to have the the funds to be able to to get the attention of the national lawmakers. Unfortunately, so um, I did want to ask a couple other questions about who your who your favorite trusted local. Since I, I cover news all the time, your news outlets, not local and national, but on the indie space especially. Um, who, I know you like to follow Nick and all those guys, but other news outlets. Um, so some of my favorite news outlets. Um, I hate to put you in the spot. <laughs> Democracy Now! I feel like I watch Democracy Now! a lot. Um, Second Thought with like, I think that's JT Chapman. He's name? great. I watch, I watch him. Um, first of all, I would love it if he does, if he would do something like 
about Black History for Black History Month on one of these second the second thought videos this month. I'm I'm praying for it. That first one, I loved it. Don't get me wrong, great content, but yeah, we need some, we need something. <laughs> um, uh, but who else? Um, I fucking hate Kyle Kalinske, but I'll watch him purely because I need like certain news stories that no one else is talking about. Um, Danny Haifong is a good one. Um, Brie, of course, I'm a big fan of Brianna Joy Gray. Everyone knows. Not a, not, not, not a secretive girl about it. Um, and Chuck, Chuck Modi. Definitely. And if there's any other suggestions, please throw them my way. Well, Independent need- Left News has a few of them that, that I'm sure you can find a few more. Um, Sure. I, yeah. I, I, I cover, I cover everybody, you know, you know, a lot of everybody you talked about, basically it's democracy now. And we don't have as much Kyle in there anymore as, as we used to before <laughs> for the same yeah. reason. Um, and, and, or democracy now, but, and I would, I will definitely reach out to JT about, about doing something for black history month. He's still got a couple of more weeks. So I'm guessing he's going to put something together. He's great. And he actually just started a new, uh, a new podcast, I guess, uh, with, with a couple of uh, streamers as well or you know uh informative guys uh they're great um let's see what else have i got here okay one thing that people will be surprised to learn about you that's one of my favorite questions to ask uh, oh lord i feel like i'm a pretty open book like i don't know <laughs> right uh i think people will be surprised to learn about me like were you an athlete? Did you did you play any sports? I mean, I was a cheerleader for twelve years. Um, I was a cheerleader for twelve years. I was president of the fashion club. Um, I don't know what that counts for, but it count, I, for me, it counts for something all well, the time because I'm still fashionable. Yes, you are. President <laughs> of the fashion club. That makes sense. I see that. Um, I don't know, man. Um, yes, you are an open. Book, I hate so reading. That's, that's, that's hate reading. Okay. <laughs> Well, I, 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 I don't think that's anything like un, anybody under 30 i noticed kind of hates reading too so i don't think that you're any anything different there um and then holy crap let's see uh plans hopes and tw- uh predictions for 2022 beyond not even electric just in general what do you want to see happen where do you want to help? I know what you're working towards and what you're fighting for new and upcoming projects, anything that, that I know that, again, we're talking about the women's thing. I know I'm, I'm in that thread. We're talking about for March 8th. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to try to raise awareness over all kinds of women's issues. And we're going to protest is that in front of um, it's going to be online, but also somewhere in front of Congress or is, is that right? Somewhere in DC. I, I don't know what Sharif's setting up for that pro for, for that day. Um, yeah, it's going to be in D.C. at Lincoln Park, and then we're going to march to, like, the Supreme Court. Um, awesome. But, awesome. I mean, as far as, like, what I want to see in 2022, I mean, honestly, for me, like, 2022 is definitely going to be a year of, like, just really, like, self-educating. I feel like since the beginning, like, I've been out in front of people and people have been asking me, like, Oh, for answers and for information, for interviews, for these things. And I feel like I've really lost sight of like the studying. I've really lost sight of, you know, like educating myself because of that, because of trying to like fill, like fill that, 
feel that need for people. Like, I don't, I hate telling people no. I feel very bad telling people no. But I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, if I'm not educating myself, then what good am I? What good am I to the movement? What good am I to the people that are asking me for information? Like, you know, I I just, I really want to focus on that for myself personally. Now, overall, what I'd like to see, I mean, I'd honestly just like to see more direct action. Like we, um, we've tried the electoral thing, you know, we've tried, we've tried it their way. (laughs) Hassan, Sam, all those TYT, all the motherfuckers, we tried it your way, you know, now it's time to try it our way. And my way is hitting the streets. My way is withholding labor. My way is withholding taxes. My way is student is debt strikes. My way is supporting unions and, and striking workers. Like that's my way. You know what I'm saying? My way get some is change at least, <laughs> you know, right? my way is allegedly, allegedly throwing Molotov cocktails through corporations windows. Allegedly. I'm not saying do it. No, but we, don't I'm saying that's we don't advocate for anything like that, but, but, but people of a property, people, people of a property, right? You know, like if, <laughs> if you see somebody doing it, don't stop them is what I'm saying. You know, you, you didn't see, nothing. don't do it yourself though. <laughs> yeah. If you, you didn't see anything, right? I saw the thing. If you see somebody shoplifting, no, you didn't. No, you, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. But yeah, like I, um, I really like to see this more direct action. Hit the streets, like these motherfuckers don't care. Don't they don't care about nothing else? They like we have to embarrass the United States of America at this point. Like we can't, we just can't do it any other way. Like if the United States of America is not embarrassed by in front of all of their allies. If we don't cause a global economic crash because none of our workers are deciding to go to work and produce their cap produce the capital with their labor, then then they might listen. Oh I mean, no. Every, like, every just about just, just about every major country in the last two years has had some type of a worker uprising, some type of a mass worker protest where they were hundreds of thousands of people out in the streets. And this is again something that we've been talking about, trying to advocate for. We were both participants in General Strike Summit. We've been talking about ways to do that. Again, not crazy about the nature or the backing of the people behind it, but the concept behind what's going on up in Canada, shutting down the trucks, okay, and prove and making those lawmakers come to you and come and, and hear your issues. That's they're effective. It's it's an effective way to do it. Okay. We I mean, honestly I say it all the time, like the right wing has it down. Because mm-hmm. they have nothing to lose. Like I, I the like even like the patriot front like the people that march through dc whenever they feel like it like you know like people are like oh well that's all performative no but that did what it needed to do though you know like for the people that they want that they needed to send a message to like hey no we're ready those people who are living in middle middle america the people that live down south in them rural in them rural ass towns will be on reddit and damn parlor and all them other right-wing sites and Facebook that they see, they all they saw was a propaganda video of these people marching through DC. Through DC. They didn't hear about they didn't hear about how they had issues getting out of DC. They didn't hear about none, the, none of the embarrassing shit that might have happened on that day. What they did see is people standing up for them and they, and what they believe in, and that's enough to inspire people. And I think that people don't realize that. 
like and that's why like so so often you see like protests that are left-leaning suppressed because the government and the state understands that Mm -hmm. they don't suppress right-wing protests though because upholding white supremacy is upholding the power structure of this country if you're not if you're challenging white supremacy then you're challenging america if you're upholding it then that's what's in the American ideals. That's the reason why these motherfuckers are allowed to fundraise and do all the shit that they're doing. So at the end of the day, like we know who our enemy is. We know we know what they're working with. And one thing I will say is, is like I'm on the side of the civil war that don't even want to that that don't even want to deal with guns. Like I don't I don't want to be on that side. Y'all got to get it together, okay? We got to we got to wake up. We got to because these right wingers i can tell you right now like they are organizing <laughs> they're organizing and they're in a real the way. teeth <laughs> in a real way okay they are they're doing formations they're they're marching they're doing all this they're getting themselves together they're going to the range okay they're stocking up on their water their ammunition their their canned goods they're they're getting ready <laughs> and as somebody who has been in D.C. and seen all of the, you know, white supremacists come and march through D.C. so casually, like every three months on a rotation, I'm trying to tell y'all on the left, like, this is a real issue. Y'all can laugh at them all you want, but you're not going to be laughing when it's not just the Patriot Front people. Like, it's literally the 74 million people that voted for Trump plus some. Like, you're going to be mad. <laughs> like, for real. So I just really... I really want us on the left to understand how urgent, urgent the situation is because the people that are on the opposite spe- this, of the spectrum of us are organizing. The people that we're organizing against, which is the U.S. government, which is the state, they're organizing, okay? They're organized. They've been organized for a long time. So it's time that us on the left, that we organize, number one, and number two, that we stop getting so butthurt about people's feelings and their egos. As a Black woman, in the left space like i will definitely say like just be anti-racist and if you're offended by me saying that like if it makes you a little uncomfortable then i'm talking to you just be anti-racist and if you platform people that aren't anti-racist that's an issue for me you know because i promise you the right is not platforming anybody that they do not agree with they just don't do that (laughs) they don't they're not doing it (laughs) you know so we need to support each other. We need to support the people that support us. And we need to really organize and not be scared to, to participate in direct action because that's the only way that anything's going to change. And me personally, I'm tired of marching. I'm tired of chanting. I'm tired of, you know, rallying. I don't want to attend another rally. You see what I'm saying? like we it's time to kick it up a notch you know i'm not going to describe what the notches may be but it's just time to kick it up a notch (laughs) i think a lot of people are ready for that um again the the stuff that that reef and i cover every saturday night uh again we talk about worker strikes just about every week we talk about the economic inequality that's going on in this country we talk about the 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 ceo pay and the drastic you know, the, the 34 times at least, or now 500 times the average worker salary and that imbalance that is unsustainable and everybody is aware, you know, can see that that's unsustainable, but the capitalist class and, and the, you know, the owner class that, that has been in charge of this country, again, that's, they've been trying to, to keep us 
unfortunately, fighting each other instead of looking at them and saying, wait, what's going on here? And what, why is it like this? We need to change the system. I mean, we've got, we've got to make it, it, it we've got to get education, got to get healthcare, everybody at an equal level and not access to it, but actual stuff. I mean, I mean, this is what we've been fighting for. And again, we're going to continue to fight for that together side by side. And we need to build and grow our coalition. That's the thing that's been scaring me for the last two years is I really haven't seen the left or our ideas really expand um, in community wise. I have not seen the, fa the, the, the Facebook groups grow in numbers. Uh, I haven't seen the amount of people that and part of that, honestly, I think has to do with corporate algorithmic suppression. They're putting us into a, bu a, a bucket or a bubble so that we can only talk to each other and not have those conversations, because I think it is important to have conversations with people outside platform them. No, but have understand what they're doing, have a conversation with them and try to bring them into why we're thinking the way we are and why that is better for everybody around and why i mean <laughs> to treat everybody equally is the right thing to do we shouldn't again have to even say that at this point but for whatever reason uh there's a lot of people that don't seem to get that fucking message i i i, I don't get it and we we got to keep having those conversations and like you said we got to turn up a notch if they're not listening because again it's a desperate situation for for millions of people out there uh yeah, like we're not even like I'm sorry, we're not even in a space where like we can sugarcoat shit. Like nope. niggas are dying. Like people are really dying. <laughs> like, like the people have been dying. Like it's been a thing in this country, but it's way more accelerated. And this um, this administration, especially, this administration especially has showed us that they don't give a fuck. Like, it's crazy because, you know, like you think about you think back to like the Bush administration, the Clinton administration, like I was alive. But was I really? I wasn't. So like the Bush administration, you think back to like the Obama, Obama administration, like at least they pretended, you know, they gave it. They, they, they pretended like, OK, like we'll raise them a wage because like, you know, like, I guess like uh, the Obama administration, like they pretended with the health care, they pretended. The, the Bush administration, I mean, um, the Biden administration, I'm just like, y'all don't, y'all not gonna, not a crumb. You don't give a fuck about giving a crumb. Like, we can't even get, like, a performative, like, piece of, oh, we might care. Like, no, they're well, not got, doing checks. Kamala. They're not doing health care. They're doing housing. Kamala. That was it. <laughs> we got Kamala. That was your performative, we care. <laughs> and Kamala is the worst. The worst. She's the oh worst. Like, she's she's a biracial, please, I, I'm so tired of people qualifying. Oh biracial people as black people she's a biracial woman who incarcerates black people why are we celebrating that i don't give a fuck how many ski wees that she has done i don't give a fuck how high her pinky is up i don't give a damn about her pink and green or that she went to howard university i don't give a fuck that woman she legislates for and against she legislates against black people and for white supremacies period so, like, what are we celebrating? I'm just they're trying both, to understand. They're both like, creations of Wall Street, the banks, the, the credit card companies, the investment banks. I mean, yeah, look, they wanted her so bad for 2020, and 
the, the country certainly said no, you know, and so this is this is how they decided to kind of back backdoor her into in into our lives. And it's like, you know, you're gonna get her whether you like her or not. Look, nobody wanted Joe. We didn't want Joe. You didn't want Joe. I didn't want Joe. I don't know anybody who Joe was their first pick in the primary, right? Somehow he got the job. It's just, it's beyond remarkable to me and it drives me freaking crazy. It's why we fight every day again. It's, and a lot of it has to do with this algorithm. It's, it's manufacturing consent, propaganda, okay? Corporate media control over too many people's brains and the entire narrative of what's going on out there. I mean, we talked about Whoopi Goldberg and The View for four days. Why? Why? I mean... Ridiculous. I mean, what she I mean, said was a little ignorant. Yeah, but but again, <laughs> she's a, she's a TV person on a TV show, and it's like there's much bigger issues and things that are happening out there. Like Joe Biden's trying to goad us into a war with Russia because he's got crappy approval ratings, and he's trying to invade, say what sovereign nations can do, and it's like everybody's taking their eye off the ball because they care about what we'll be saying. It's like, guys. They're trying to hit you. You know, Trump actually, I felt like Trump started this where they'd hit you from so many different angles and so many different things were crumbling from so many. You can't possibly pay attention to it all. And some of that shit's going to slip through. You know? I mean, honestly, I don't even think Biden is good, is good enough at that. I don't, I think that it's just really, people, people are seeing what are, what is being put out on the mainstream media. Like I was watching, um, what was I watching earlier? I was watching some local news channel. And they were showing the the video of like the military exercises on the Ukrainian border. Right. By the Russians. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, they're really playing this up. Like, no, they're trying to go to war. And it's crazy because like so many Americans were not fucking with like how everything went down in Afghanistan. But we have so much shit going on here. And it's really not being framed in the way that it's like, okay, the Biden administration is really trying to go to war with Russia, is sending lethal aid to a whole nother country. Mm-hmm. We don't have health care. There are like, you know, you know, I work for a congressional candidate out here in Maryland, so I have to talk to voters. We love there Michaela are Wilkes. Michaela Wilkes for Congress. <laughs> There are um, literally schools in my district that are running out of lunch to feed children. They don't have enough teachers. They don't have enough school bus drivers. We don't like 46,000 bridges are structurally unsound out here in America. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of thousands of people are unhoused or on the way of being unhoused. Millions of people are underhoused, which means they're just living on someone else's couch or house hopping. What the fuck are we talking about right now? Right. Like you're talking about a military that has $785 billion. And I just said this in a <clears throat> in a speech that I did on Saturday. It's the same way that the that the police try to legitimize their presence in our borders. Like they try to expand the job of the police force so that you can feel like you need the police around. But at the end of the day, when you really boil it down, the only thing that they do is protect property and protect capital. When you boil it down. That's all they do. It's the same thing with the military. When you boil it down, all they do is protect capital and protect property and add a little bit of civilian brutality 
on top of that. And you have the U.S. military's job. You have you have everything that we're paying $785 billion for. This year, we can- $785 billion this year. And then next year, another $785 billion. And then the year and they after might, that, honestly, next year it might, be, it might be 800 billion next oh, year. Oh, yeah. Because they might just kick up. it up because they feel like they, they just keep giving up. Even when they don't ask for more, they give it to them. It's, it's beyond. And that, that's just the actual military budget. That doesn't even count the black, you know, what they consider the, the black budget or the, uh, you know, the, the budget for the, for the intelligence arm, the, the secret budget. And it, it's well over a trillion dollars when you add it all up. Um, oh, yeah. Again, like the CIA. ICE, FBI, all that shit. That's all extensions of the military. You need to count all, all that. All yep. that. <laughs> and, and hey, NYPD is bigger than every military other than six. But the other thing I found really interesting about this Russia thing is that no other country has come out at all and said anything about Russia and Ukraine except for the United States. Isn't it fucking weird? Germany themselves, okay, now, Germany, they're, they're due to sell them the pipeline, okay, and to sell them the natural gas. You think that they would, like, kind of have stake in, well, we don't want a war on the border of Ukraine because the pipeline's going to have to go through Ukraine. So certainly, if Russia's positioning themselves there and they're actually going to start a war, you think Germany's going to say something? They haven't said a word. Like, this is and, and then the manufactured stuff. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the, Ned, the this thing. Lee Camp actually even did a video about it this week. So Ned Price, who's who's the State Department spokesman, he got he got grilled on standing oh, up there yeah, about, about Russia. He's like, I have the evidence. The evidence is I just declassified it because you can't see it because we can't show it to you. And it's like, come on, guys. Like because it's not real. Because it's not real. Because we're gonna <laughs> because what it is is we're gonna instigate something. Say the Russians did it. Use it as an excuse to get in there and 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 you know what this is all about. This is all about defense contractors, so that we can use the weaponry and spend more money next year on more defense contractors. That's we're gonna what get it all leads destroyed to. if we go to war with Russia. And we're trying to also we're also doing a soft war with China right now. I don't know yep. if you heard about the America Competes Act. Mm-hmm. It just passed through the House on Friday, mm-hmm. where they're putting economic sanctions, even more economic sanctions on China than the Trump administration already had on them. Yeah. Plus some other stuff like microchips can only be made in America. Like some like Chinese millionaires can't even come into the country. Like it's a whole, it's a whole, it's just, it's, it's instigation after instigation. Mm. And I will tell you, we'll get fucking obliterated. <laughs> China can throw 300 million China. people at us and still have a billion and a half people left. I mean, yeah, that, you that, that's one. Look, this is, They've been saying this is the red century. I mean, China has has awoken. We helped that happen in the last in the last century, and now they're they've industrialized. I mean, Danny was showing look look at the trains that they built for the Olympics, the high speed trains, and how quickly they did that. Uh, yeah. Or or how quickly when they saw COVID hitting back in January two years ago, how they had that field hospital built out of containers in four weeks. They literally had a hundred bed hospital built and staffed in four weeks. I mean. They don't play. They're not playing. And they got a 50-year plan. They Like, we don't have a five-year plan. We don't have a five-day plan right now. And Joe is, certainly doesn't have a five-day plan when it comes to COVID, when it comes to anything. Joe doesn't have a five-hour plan. That man does not remember <laughs> anything. <laughs> like, right? His brain is pudding. You can't tell me 
that Joe Biden isn't just sitting in the White House fucking on a ventilator. He's doing the donor's bidding, which is nothing would fen- yeah. fundamentally change, okay? All the, the core tenets, essentially, of Trump's policies are being continued in so many ways. And amplified, because mm-hmm. he has more drilling permits out than Trump did. Mm-hmm. He, yep, he's he's definitely been deporting way more. Okay, he's been locking up more, 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 more black and brown people. It's 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 terrible. I mean, oh, I, I I'm sorry to depress you, but because I I, I adore you so much, but I, I love having these kind of conversations with you, um, because they are important, and I love I love hearing you speak about them. Uh, Joe doesn't remember what he ate for dinner. Everybody's showing love in the in the chat. Um, Really, uh, I, that was pretty much all I had written down, which which was to talk about your journey, to talk about a little bit about a little bit about figuring out who you are, your military experience, your activism, what you what you watch, what you're what you're up to. What about like non political stuff? When you when you like to like kind of what, what we call um, a mind bleach, right? <laughs> so like I I can't deal with politics. What do you do? Is it is it sports? Is it like Guilty pleasure TV? Is it reality TV? What, 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 what are you watching when you're not doing this stuff? Honestly, what do I watch? Okay, so I watch the Golden Girls a lot. Like my ah. favorite show of all time is Seinfeld. I'm okay. a huge Seinfeld fan. Second, um, like close second to that is um, The Nanny. The Nanny. Um, wow, you're going old school. You're going like nine, early 90s sitcoms. Look at you. Yeah. I watched yeah, Martin. Soul. Martin. Oh my God. Shanae. Um, yeah. Did you watch? Yeah. <laughs> Are you a big Shanae fan? I definitely am. Nice. <laughs> definitely am. That, that, that was like the, the precursor to Medea, I think, in so many yeah. ways. Uh, you know, me and my friend were just talking about that. Like, we were literally just talking about that, how Martin was a precursor to Medea. Right? Amazing. Amazing. And uh, and I know that you you like um you're watching what's that show on HBO is that Euphoria with with oh yeah yeah I just so I just started watching Euphoria three weeks ago and honestly I understand I get it I get why everybody's addicted to it it's a very great show um honestly uh really wish there was less penises involved a <laughs> lot of they show a lot of random dicks on Euphoria um but it's a really honestly. Like, I, I'm to the point where like anything that is like not about <laughs> I don't know like, like racism or anything like I, I will watch it but also like one really terrible thing about it is is like no matter what I watch like if somebody says something problematic on like Martin or like the nanny like the nanny has so many pro-Israel jokes so many oh pro-Israel my god jokes. And I just like I cringe every time. I'm like, oh damn! Like it's so it's so it is hard to watch older TV with the, the lens, lens of that today. I have now. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! But I'm yes. also I, I don't good. do cancel culture. I don't really like. I'm a free speech absolutist. Like I'm a fuck around and find out free speech absolutist. You know, like you can say what the fuck you want, even hate hate speech, but just know that you might have to fuck around and find out. There's repercussions. <laughs> There's repercussions so, to that speech, yep. I don't 
know. So like, I don't necessarily, like, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh my God, like they said something offensive about like Palestine. Oh, I can't watch it. But it's also like, oh, that's terrible. They shouldn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's so much cringe the further you go back. It's like the, the yeah. topics and everything. Let me tell you. So my, I, I got I got little kids. You you know, I, I think I even sent you a video of my, my daughter Kayla saying hi once. And mm-hmm. uh, so... Uh, they are watching Disney and like, you know, I'm conflicted, you know, with, with all this Disney channel stuff. So they watch zombies and oh my God, oh my God. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie zombies or you've heard of this movie zombies, but it's like, wow. I mean, it, it just, they seem to have projected it upon like, okay, you've got a, a class of people that live in a in in a neighborhood and they're kind of treated like crap and they're and they get into school and they have to go they have to be in the basement and it's like oh my god like guys and you're treating children like my 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 problem with this is this kind of shit is like how they're starting to form kids brains about society and yeah and i'm watching it i'm like I'm seeing my kids. I'm like, and, and then they are, there they are singing this, and they don't know what this is all about. I'm like, and I'm watching this, going, I see what they're trying to do here. And like my wife, she's a wonderful lady. She she doesn't really. She's no, oh, it's zombies, whatever. I see what they're doing. And I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not cool with this at all. It's like, and how are people just not seeing this and calling it out on a on a daily basis, and and still letting this stuff happen? It's just, it infuriates me. For, for everybody out there. I mean, it, it's such a hard struggle that everybody's going through. And and then, like, to flaunt it, shit like that. I don't know. That just bothered That's me. That's how I feel I, about Paw Patrol. Uh, Paw Patrol? Yeah. Teach them to love Don't legitimize <laughs> the police. Oh, no. My, my son loves it. He's, he's obsessed with Chase right now. He's four years old. He's obsessed with it. I tell him, ACAP, bro. ACAP. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, my sister's, no. like, on bubble guppies right now, which I'm really grateful for. Uh, be a bubble guppy fan we love bubble guppies he likes bubble guppies <laughs> and now, now he's into butter beans cafe that's that's kind of a chill like you know they they all just work together to make a to, to solve a problem like, like baking something or you know it's like all <laughs> positive stuff it's like okay yeah do that because you're like little and you don't need to worry about this crap yet but it's like they're thrusting them just upon <laughs> these little kids they don't even know what they're hearing half the time yeah it's unreal but I don't know like i've watched a lot of like these kid shows these kids are way more they're, they're far advanced way and also advanced. like you know <laughs> they have like tiktok and all the other crap to look at like i don't know like, i feel, i feel like there's I, one thing i do feel like like there's like the the acceleration of how like social media and everything i feel like it's just very dangerous for mental health moving forward yeah i know like just speaking like from experience in my generation like Social media and like the comparison culture has been very detrimental to my mental health. So I can only and like and I'm somebody that had things, you know, that I can only imagine how it felt for somebody that didn't that couldn't have access to those things that like what that that can see all this shit and just like you just makes just makes you feel fucking horrible about yourself. Like what the fuck? Yeah. Like yeah. I I love social media for the fact that like okay like we can all connect with each other and see like like global issues in a like in a way that we could not see before that i think is really sorry that i think is really important um but i don't know like 
I just think that social media is such a dangerous place. Like, honestly, if I could just delete my Twitter, <laughs> I would. If I, if so much of my like work right now didn't come through, like my Twitter DMs, I would delete my Twitter altogether because I I hate social media. It's such a terrible place to be. People are so mean. It's t- it can be very toxic, but people are so mean. But you know. Then you find that that awesome community of people, though, that 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 gets you and that that supports yeah. you. And it's like and you can de- you deal with all that that crap for it. Now, some people, they've actually done like locked accounts where the only people who can see their stuff are their friends and stuff. And may- maybe yeah. that's that's the way to go. Um, you know, the public forum is also important. Again, if you weren't out there and in public, we wouldn't know who you were. So so there's. It's a double-edged sword, man, and I, I, I'm I'm totally yeah. with you. And and it is, it can be a time suck. I mean, how how often are we all doom scrolling Twitter or doom scrolling Instagram? Holy shit! Three o'clock in the morning, here I am, right? And I know I need to go to bed. I know it's time to go. To, I gotta get to. I gotta take kids to school in the morning, and I gotta get to work. And here I am looking through Instagram. I'm like, ooh, a feed. Wow, she looks damn, girl, damn. See, you keep me up at night. No, I'm just kidding. You know we love you, and and you you're worth keeping me up at night. I appreciate it. We all appreciate it. Um, but yeah. Uh, so again, I I just appreciate and lo- love you so much, and thank you for coming on tonight. Um, we're uh, I hope to do this again in the future with you, and I love being in community with you. I support whatever you're doing. Really, I'm I'm a hundred percent behind you, and. And you're just you're just a bright light that that we all adore and and uh, again just such a pleasure to have you here. Uh, any anything that you want you want to plug again? Uh, fo- follow Afini on Twitter. Let me pop up there. There's your Twitter right there. Hopefully there. And there's hey, there's our Twitters. Yay! I'm 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 actually decent at this once in a while. So fo- follow, and, and it's all in the description as well. Link to Freedom Fighters DC support and donate to her mutual aid. Okay, follow her on Instagram. She's got some incredible pictures if she lets you in on Instagram. Uh, I don't know if you're public or if you're private on Insta, but but amazing. I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty um, public on Insta. I'm public on all of my pages. You're amazing. Um, it's a, again, you put yourself out there, and that's that's something. Again, it's it's a gift to the world. Really, it really is. Thank you. I mean, as far as plugging things, I mean, I would just say like, you know, just stay safe out here and, you know, find that community of people that helps you feel safer. Be open and honest with yourself about like where you are and all of that. And, you know, just just be a fucking good person. (laughs) And I promise you, you'll you'll join the revolution. (laughs) It it won't be that far of a jump. (laughs) Be a good person. Be a good dude. Treat treat your people how you want to be treated, and just fucking rebel. Like we like literally. What else? What else do we have better to do in America? Like they're working us like dogs. I say we question everything. I've <laughs> always been a I've always been a big proponent of of asking a lot of questions and question why. Ask why. Why are we doing this? Why? Because a lot of times what you'll find is well, it's because that's what this one did or this one put this. And there's no real good reason. And then all of a sudden, we could change things. And and again, uh, 
Words of wisdom from Feeney. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going we're gonna to cut for tonight, and, and we'll come back to another Friends of Indy Left in a couple of weeks. And everybody, again, follow Feeney. Support the Women's uh, International Women's Day on March 8th. Support the, her, her work with the Debt Collective. Follow her on Twitter. I guarantee you, you will be inspired, and you will be smiling on a daily basis. Thanks, everybody, and have a great night.